Merry Christmas, Albert. Goodwill toward men. And women. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underrated Podcast. We are the Undercast Company. And today we're going to be talking about a Christmas film. Um, it's my choice. I'm not a big Christmas guy, as you can tell from the back. My United <laughs> States of Halloween flag over there. But Christmas is still cool. So I, I, I had a hard time deciding on what film. So I decided to pick a film about, it's kind of a weird one. It's definitely an underrated Christmas movie, but not an underrated film itself. Christmas movie, definitely, but it's about a paranoid schizophrenic um, post-traumatic disorder billionaire playboy. He dresses up as a giant bat, and he's trying to save Christmas in his city from a deformed orphan penguin man and a crazy cat lady with a lot of sexual innuendos. Yes, it's Batman Returns. And Christopher Walken. <laughs> and Christopher Walken as well. And we are the Undercast Company. I'm Alan. And joining us, or joining me, is Derek McDuff. Hey, everybody. And Ariel Lurtz. Hi. And yes, it's Batman Returns from 1992, directed by Tim Burton, starring Christopher Walken himself as the Bat. No, I'm just kidding. It's Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Danny DeVito. And yeah, well, I have a lot to say about it. I'm, I'm, I love Batman in general, but I want to hear what you guys got to say about it. I start. Um, you go for, it. Kind of, go for it. So I haven't seen this movie in a, in a while. Um, and watching it and then um, since we watched uh, and reviewed and talked about Batman Forever like a um, couple months ago, um, I totally understand like that how... Mm. Okay, yeah, Batman Forever did fit into like the the style of of these movies. I like I thought mm-hmm. that I don't know if it was just like my my memory of of the original Batman with Michael Keaton, but I had like a feeling like oh they took themselves a little bit more seriously and they weren't so so like in the um you know in the realm of like over the topness, but this had some over the top moments like just just the part that got me was um if you have if you've never seen it you know um we'll say that the in as in batman fashion the the um villains you know they're they're they get foiled and just the penguins at the end with oswald copperpot uh, just that much of what they do it's like i get okay this is campy it is campy okay um but yeah, like I definitely see now, like that appeal that um, because just first and foremost, um, my my Batman is Christian Bale. Um, but I get I this rewatching this, I I understand a bit more of how Michael Keaton is other people's Batmans because yeah, there is moments where he definitely I would give like has a good a very much um level to his batman and bruce wayne like they're one and the same at some times like like he still acts like a dork as batman as he does as 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 bruce wayne um especially when it comes to catwoman says selena kyle and 
it just reminded me of so many like good moments that that come came out of the, like that are of this movie and especially like I've always loved Michelle Pfeiffer as as Selena Kyle. See her definitely is like an incredible Catwoman, but I do love like one moment um, where they're dancing when they find out that that who each other really is. And she's just like, "Does this mean we have to fight?" <laughs> and it's just mm-hmm. so. Like, it's just so cutesy and it, it's definitely like an embodiment of that relationship in the comics of of very much of them kind of like they they really like each other and they don't want to fight but they kind of have to um and i really wish that like yeah like it really did continue with the burton keaton um movies because like it just, I didn't, I didn't know that there was a cliffhanger of Selena Kyle at the end that they were, that there was, mm-hmm. that, that we had more of that. But yeah, definitely, like it, it this movie is definitely as much as a, a underrated Christmas movie or as Die Hard is, you know, like is yep. I definitely consider it as a Christmas movie because it's set in Christmas and, and there's, it's like, you know, the whole story is like surrounded by Christmas. It starts with the, the Christmas tree lighting. And then, um, or it starts with Oswald Copperpot basically being born around Christmas time. And then literally and then, the first line in the movie is Merry Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like, I, you wouldn't expect it to be a Christmas movie, but it's a Christmas movie. And like, you know, there is that kind of like if you want to dig deep for for the Christmas theme of it is that, you know, um, kind of that that forgiveness kind of thing and, and not being a, a Scrooge in a way of Oswald Copperpot of wanting power. And then like with Selena Kyle of like, you know, forgiveness is is worth more for your soul than, you know, than all this and. You could you could definitely like tie it into like Christmas themes if you dig mm-hmm. deep. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it definitely, you know, this is a great pick for an underrated Christmas. I've always thought this is the most underrated Christmas or underrated Batman movie. Um, because it was always my favorite as a kid. Like, you know, you have like mm-hmm. the four original Batman movies. Um I used to watch them all the time, you know, like they came out when I was a kid. Like I remember, you know, going to the theater and watching Batman and Robin and um, but yeah, and I had all, all these on VHS and you just used to watch them all the fucking time. And this one was always like my jam, like out of all of them. And it's, which is weird because like, as a kid, you think you wouldn't really like this one. Cause it's so dark and like really fucking weird. Like it is mm-hmm. peak Tim Burton. And I am a person who's very critical of Tim Burton because it feels like he kind of is one of the directors who becomes almost a self parody. Where it's like, yeah, this is the things Tim Burton's known for, and that's all he's gonna do. He's gonna like put his Tim Burton style on like Alice in Wonderland and like Willy Wonka. And I really don't like those movies. Um, but like this is like when he was kind of like early in his career and it felt like he was doing them not because he was expected to do this stuff because he's Tim Burton, but it's because like, yeah, Batman's a weird fucking crazy person, and so is Tim Burton, and it really works. And I think that this movie is so good because not because of the plot because i think it does have kind of a weak plot that it's kind of just like batman saves christmas whatever like it doesn't really make sense if you kind of like pick it apart but i think that this movie's plot like doesn't really have to make sense 
um, because it is so, I guess for lack of a better word, like kind of comic book movie. And it's like interesting to watch the, these early Batman movies because they, they're not hyper-realistic. Like the Nolan ones are like, this is set in the real world. Or, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Snyder ones, and then it looks like the Matt Reeves ones are going to be good, which I enjoy. Like, that's a great take on Batman. But when something in those movies happens, like, you know, Batman lights a gas, like a bat signal and gasoline on thing, and it's kind of like, well, how did he do that? And it's like, and like all the Joker's plans in the dark, like, okay, okay, like, you kind of like stop and you're like, this doesn't make sense. Whereas you don't really do that in a movie like this because it is just kind of like not supposed to be real. You're not really stopping and thinking about the logistics of it because it is just like, what is this? Like, it's just kind of like comic booky and like big and like, yeah, penguins with rockets on their backs. Like, things like that are happening. So you're not like really worried about, or like, I love how they just don't explain what the fuck is going on with Selena Kyle in this movie. Like, she has, mm-hmm. maybe she has like nine lives. Like, did she get brought by, back by cats? Like, or is she just like, like, did she just get lucky? I, I, like, yeah, I had to believe that it was the cats because I thought that more, like, the first cat basically kind of, like, licks un- her underneath her lips. But then I thought that all of the cats did that. So they kind of, like, essentially, like, gave their life force. But then when watching it today, I was like, only that first cat did that. And then the rest ones just yeah. kind of, like, touched her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really know. There's a lot of really <laughs> cool, fun comic book stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, like, you know, everyone's, like, very over the top. Like, Chris Walken is, like... I'm going to push you out a window, look out, you know, like we're going to get the power mm-hmm. plant, but it's going to drain the power from the city. And like, there's all this kind of like big over the top stuff that really works in a movie like this, that would not work in a more realistic take on Batman. But like, I, I've always loved it for that. It, it's kind of, it's got the, it's got, you know, like you said, he's a weird dude. Like he's a kind of weird, awkward dude. Like, I love that scene. It's kind of like out of nowhere where he's like eating the soup and he's like, Alfred, the soup is cold. Like I've always remembered that line for some reason. Where and, like I've I was always saying that wanted, too. <laughs> I've always wanted to eat that soup. What kind of soup is it? It's like uh, it's not even gazpacho. I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be cold. Though. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I I I did. It's not gazpacho though. I I remember that, but it's like a it's a soup that starts with an S, and I guess that's it a different, like something. It's another that's, like yeah yeah yeah. It's another. Bowl but I've always wanted to try that I soup since I was that. a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I I think that this it it really does a good job of just like showing like Batman is just like a crazy kind of like broken fucked up dude, and it does a really good job of showcasing that. Like, mm-hmm. and I think um you know the interactions between all these kind of like everyone in this is kind of like a fucked up character except for like you know Max Shrek who's kind of like the normal one, but he's like a piece of shit like more than even like the Penguin is. And I I love that scene which really just highlights Batman's psychology where. He's punching the shit out of the penguin, and he's just like, "You're just jealous because I'm a genuine freak, and you gotta dress up like me." And Batman's just like, "Maybe." Like it's like, yeah, like <laughs> you got it. And I think that well, honestly, my favorite thing about this movie is something you talked about, Ariel, where it is the relationship between Batman and Catwoman slash Selina Kyle and Bruce Wayne, where it is just kind of like they are these kind of two broken, fucked up people that kind of like find each other, and mm-hmm. like it could be perfect. But it can't work out at the same time. Like, they don't, they're like, oh, like we don't want to fight. Like, you talked about that scene where they're dancing and they, they have that callback to, like, where they figure, that's, like, legitimately maybe my favorite scene in a Batman movie. Like, I fucking love that scene because it's, like, so heartbreaking and, like, beautiful. And you guys know me. Like, I picked, you know, a couple picks ago, I picked, like, crazy because I do have a tendency to like these kind of, like, brief encounter movies where it's, like, this kind of, like, quote-unquote star-crossed romance where, 
they have a, like a little brief encounter, but they can't be together for whatever reason, like the world is keeping them apart or whatever happens. And this is like that in like a movie about like fucked up Tim Burton superheroes. Like there's not really, like, I think it does romance better than like any other, definitely any other Batman movie, mm-hmm. definitely this one. And it highlights why Batman probably can never really, like he doesn't have a Lois Lane. He doesn't have, you know, like that iconic love interest. Selena Kyle's probably the closest thing. Cause she's just honestly as fucked mm-hmm. up as he is. And he even kind of talks mm-hmm. about like how Vicky Vale, like things didn't work out with that, with her. And like, that is something that they actually do directly address. And then, you know, in the next, we talk about when we, in, when we did our podcast a while back on the Batman forever podcast about like him and chase Meridian. And that has its interesting stuff, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like the romance in this is like, wow, these guys, it, it's heartbreaking. That last scene where he like Alfred stopped the car and you just see the silhouette of Catwoman. Sure. I, think, mm-hmm. I think it's less of a cliffhanger and more of just kind of like sad, bittersweet ending um, yeah it's like, totally bittersweet like, yeah like she got yeah. away because and like they're gonna both kind of like live these these they sad lives where they're you know it's kind of the opposite of the dark knight rises where they find each other and they're happily ever after but this one they're just kind of like they they drift apart and and that's it um yeah i yeah. I, I really loved it yeah, no it definitely captures like the it's definitely like captures what how their relationship is in the comics even till this day of just these like like you said star-crossed lovers but at the same time they have a need for each other and they always somehow like flow back to each other in some way like i know that in recent comics like they've they've at first they almost got married they were like on their wedding i think they have gotten married recent history um but yeah it's like I did like love the I did like the the relationship um of Catwoman and Bat and Batman in in the Nolan trilogy, but it didn't have this it didn't have as much as a spark as as Michelle Pfeiffer and, and Michael Keaton like just within like I think like it, it, it with the, how their relationship progressed that you could say like maybe it only had like um 15 minutes of, of screen time in that yeah. 15 minutes of like Bruce Wayne and, and Selena Kyle, like you, they just like sparked yeah. and, and it's just like, this is just in Michelle Pfeiffer is just incredible in this movie. She's incredible in a lot of movies. She's a really incredible actress, but Michelle Pfeiffer just brought this, this, this um, character story. And I, I would argue that, She's definitely like the most brought out character in this movie and like of a of a character arc. And I, I know you're saying like for the most part this movie seems as like a, a Batman animated series like ep- Christmas episode. Um but when it comes to Selena Kyle, like you get the whole arc of Catwoman and Selena Kyle within just this movie and it's it's a perfect like arc that that you know like that the for just just kind of like that you would expect out of a out of a comic book. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, mm-hmm. Alan, what do you like? Let's hear. Let's hear the. You're the Batman expert here, and I would love mm-hmm. to hear you weigh in. Well, I'm actually going to go a little little bit different because uh, okay. you guys kind of already touched upon like the the wonderful and great part of the the film. You know, the romance between Bruce and Selena. Um, but what I like because you know I I've, I've been a Batman fan since I was fucking born. You know, Batman Returns, I watched it on repeat as a kid. I, I didn't watch Batman 89 as much until I got older because 
Jack Nicholson scared the shit out of me. So <laughs> Batman Returns was a little safer. <laughs> Hilarious, ironic enough, because it's a darker one. But, you know, after I've seen all these movies over and over and over again for so long, I kind of now start kind of picking at them. Because, like, I feel like I've just been with Batman my whole life all the time. That after a while, you just kind of start going, I kind of want to make fun of my own guy. And just watching <laughs> it, I, I just, I just, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, this movie's fucking hilarious, too. As much as there's, uh, like, romance and Christmas and, like, it's dark and oh, gothic definitely. and just Burton-esque, it's fucking hilarious. Like, hmm. in the very, very beginning, I absolutely love where, like, um, you know, the, the, the circus comes and, and they start shit all over Gotham Square uh, during the light-up of the Christmas tree. Absolute favorite hilarious scene in the whole fucking movie. My boy is literally just brooding. He's sitting in his fucking chair with all yeah. these bat yeah. signals ready to fucking aim <laughs> at him with a big ass bat silhouette. And I was like, that's my favorite crazy person of all time. Yeah. Who the fuck sits there and goes, Yes, I'm gonna wait till the light fucking hits me. And he's like, Oh me, because I'm Batman. And then he rolls and saves the day. Like there's just so much funny see- shit. He literally has, that means he literally has like three, I think three lights or reflectors. Yeah. Yeah, because he goes, right next to his house. Yeah, it's like, okay, somebody <laughs> might notice that. Like, if, but it, yeah. that wouldn't work in the Nolan trilogy, but it works in this one, you know? Exactly. If they were just, <laughs> so if they were just like mirrors, like reflecting yeah. off of the, the, the big bat signal. That might be passable, but this is no. This is you. The bat signal is incredible. Like is engraved in every single like <laughs> reflection. It's like okay. Like, and yeah. Like also, it just begs the question. It's like so if somebody drove around Wayne Manor, they're gonna be like, hey, why does he have like bat mirrors over his <laughs> ceiling? Like what uh-huh. the fuck is that about? Oh, it's billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. He's crazy. You know, whatever. He does Can what I he real wants. fast say what my the funniest part for me was when I like fucking like started like busting up laughing is when like Batman like it's the end when it's like that tense moment and like Batman's trying to get Selena Kyle not to kill oh, Max Trick and he, and he rips off the, the, the movie bat magic. mask. He, ru- he rips off the, ma- no, he yeah, rips off the like- bat mask like a up, <laughs> and then Christopher Walken goes, Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed like Batman? Yeah. Oh my and god, he, yeah, that too. Selena that too. Like, because he's Batman, you idiot. And it's like it's <laughs> At the same time, it's like it's it's a funny line, but it's also very much a Selena Kyle line, like yeah. just mm-hmm. also like you dumbass. Um, <laughs> no, it's a good like moment. Oh my god! Real quick to bounce back. Yeah. Real quick yeah. to bounce back on Derek. I thought you were gonna get at my favorite part of the the favorite funny part of that film. So like like you said, he he's trying to get Selena to be like, hey, you know, chill the fuck out, whatever. Like, don't kill uh, Christopher Walken or whatever. And he's just like, look at me. So, as you know, Batman doesn't have the right eyes. Batman doesn't have these kind of eyes right here. They they paint the eyes black, like raccoon eyes. And then, so there's one scene where he's looking at her, and then he's like, okay. And raccoon eyes. And then it pans over to Selena, and he's taking off the mask. Raccoon eyes are gone. Yeah. No, no. You see see without it. It's real fast. Yeah. They barely started to not like do that on the Arrowverse. It used to be like I, especially for the Arrowverse, very very grounded of a, of a comic book. Series. I would I I like wish that they didn't do that. 
and it isn't until recently like with like recent characters where they have shown the grease paint or the you know the shadowing of the eyes i'm like yeah show it it's like that's what what it is and stuff but yeah yeah but no that definitely took me out for like a second split second out on what you're talking <laughs> about because like right before he rips it off you just see like his you eyes just see like regular eyes in yeah uh-huh. and you're like <laughs> It looks like a cosplay <laughs> or something, like a really yeah. early, yeah. like Michael Keaton. Well, you know yeah. what? Maybe that's what he thought it was. He was like, Bruce Wayne, why, <laughs> why are you cosplaying as Batman? <laughs> it's just like, oh, fuck. But no, that, like, there's just so many great funny moments in the movie, you know, like mm. when the penguin he's talking to Max Shrek for the first time and he's like trying to blackmail him and he's like, here's his hand or whatever. And then another great, oh, here's another great, like, kind of like, you could only do this in, in Batman in 89 and Batman Returns and mm-hmm. the other ones. Sexist but like, joke? Of course. Huh? Well, that's it. No, the misogynistic how, jokes and stuff, but... How I'm misogyn- sorry? How, no, how misogynistic a penguin who's never... You know, who's lived in the uh, sewers yeah. the whole time could be. But yeah, go on. <laughs> that too, but... He's getting fucking chased. And Batman decides, alright, how the fuck am I gonna get out of this car chase? Oh, there's a perfectly, you know, what, like, five-foot difference of, of, of buildings <laughs> apart from each other? Let me spread the fucking Batmobile in three parts and go in this weird little, like, it was the Tumblr's motor bat pod before the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes yeah. perfectly was, um, through the fucking yeah, alleyway. Yeah, what are those? The, the, I think they're called stock, stock box cards, the ones that they do races yeah, on. Yeah, soapbox cards. Yeah, it was soapbox yeah. cards. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. And no, just fits perfectly great. in the alleyway, and then the like, yeah. cop cars crash, and I'm like, "Why didn't you guys stop?" Yeah, yeah like they crash like this. Yeah. Also, like <laughs> I was thinking, like he wait killed a, a guy. Like, how is? Yeah, wait, wait, like, wait, wait, I, I was going to get to that. He too. killed a guy he with a bomb. Like, a bunch of people. He kills a yeah. bunch of people okay. in this movie. Let's a guy okay. on fire. He, he straps a bomb to that guy. But also, and also, like I like how like the cops aren't chasing him anymore just because they hear that like. Penguin like said, I re- I played this lady like the harp from hell, and they're like, well, I guess Batman must be innocent. Did you hear it? He played this like a harp from hell. Stop he the did. stop the police, stop the citywide police chase, like. But, uh, but it works. Uh, it works. You know, you don't really think about it until you think about it. <laughs> no worries. And, and like, uh, oh my god, I lost it. There was another part. Um, oh no, the, the killing, the killing thing again too. This is one. When, this is why I love Batman v Superman, and that's why I like kind of hate when everybody gives shit. About like, oh, Batman killed in that movie. And I'm like, think, he killed, but it wasn't now- as graphic. Batman Returns literally, like, it's the it's the hilarious thing. Like, he goes, oh, there's a fire breather? Back the fuck up. Let me reverse my giant black Batmobile and throw <laughs> thruster fire on this pool and light him on fire and get the fuck out. And then he puts the bomb on the guy. And then he throws him in a hole and explodes. And I'm just like. Like, it's kind of like a, a, what's his name? Uh, Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. Still murder. Murder. <laughs> Still yeah. <kill> them. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. He, it's like, oh, shit. And he did it with a smile on his face. Like, I think. I yeah, think he watch- fucking smiled and he's like, I'm Batman. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I think watching this and then, like, recently re-watching Batman 89, like, I'm like, Michael Keaton's Batman was, like, the most, like, mentally, like, like. Like, he liked it. He loved to get nuts. He loved to get nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. no. Another rooster in the hen house. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing, too, I just want to say that, like, I really appreciate about this movie is if you go back and watch a lot of 
you know, movies from like the eighties, the early nineties, you know, especially superhero. Like if you watch like the old Superman, Chris Reeves movies, they're great, but they feel really fucking dated. And like, even like watching oh, the yeah. original X-Men movies, holy shit, those movies are dated. This movie feels fucking timeless. And I think mm-hmm. it, it's because it kind of like, it doesn't try to make itself seem like a super modern movie. It kind of does this thing where it's like a combinate. It's like kind of like the thirties, but it's kind of like the eighties at the same time. And it's like, mm-hmm. like people have like, like they like big hats and like trench coats and stuff like that. And it, it feels like it's this kind of like, yeah, it's this amalgamation of all the different time periods that from the comics mm-hmm. where Batman has existed. And it does make it like, feel like, really like this could be happening whenever and at all times and that i think Uh, that really helps the movie like you know like be very watchable to this day where mm. you're not watching you're like oh like when you watch we watch something like for example like mission impossible 2 and they're like we've got this cool new spy camera and it's like i got shit 18 times better than on my fucking phone you know like this movie really does a good job of just kind of like making it like just like a lot of i feel like because it's kind of got that weird corgi fantasy tim burton like timeless like you know nightmare before christmas beetlejuice kind of feel and i really appreciate that and, and, it's, and it makes it a christmas what... movie that you can watch whenever yeah. oh yeah exactly and and i think like that's what... about it, that, that's kind of what went on to oh sorry go ahead oh, i just wanted to say and i think that's what also um the gotham tv show kind of captures also it it, it, it exists in that kind of like amalgamation of time yeah, and um, the animated series did it beautifully as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much my, what I think. I think it's just, it's <laughs> definitely a Christmas, definitely, uh, you wouldn't think of it, but it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's it's got to go on that list of like, you know, people are always debating, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? But this movie is... Is all it's one of those kind of like stealth Christmas movies that I think the all the kind of people call them alternative Christmas films, and I think this mm-hmm. is one that never gets mentioned in that conversation, probably because you know like there's so it's part of a series, so people don't really think of it like you know like as a Christmas movie. I guess so is Die Hard, but it's the first one, whereas this second one, you know, and and unlike you know Batman Forever, which kind of like for a second takes place on Halloween. It's not mm-hmm. like that doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. Yeah, just you like, can oh, call it a Halloween movie. Yeah, but this one, it is really like Batman Saves Christmas, the movie, you know, almost. And it, you know, it does have those themes of like family and everything, like you were saying, and like, you know, being there for each other at the holidays. And, and I, I, I think that, you know, this should go into the rotation of, because I'm not a big traditional Christmas film kind of guy. I tend to, you know, veer towards more of the alternative Christmas films, like stuff like this in Die Hard. So it's definitely. I think going to crop up in my Christmas film rotation, you know, probably every year. I mean, definitely for me too. Like I, I watch it every other year. Sometimes I'll just watch it on a whim, but yeah, that like, like I don't watch the traditional Christmas movies either. I think it was when I was a kid I did, but even then I'd watch all like the, what, what are they called? The, um, like the, the, Oh my God, what are they called? Like it's like Christmas in oh, July and all those. Yeah. Yeah. Called, yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the like, claymation. claymation. Like claymation, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. I, I, but, yeah. but yeah, definitely this one for me. I kind of was like, you know, when we were talking about it and we brought it up, I was like, yeah, I guess that is my Christmas movie. I mean, I guess like it's Batman. I watch all the Batman animated series Christmas episodes as well, so I feel like that's definitely in my my rotation. So definitely underrated. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Actually. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, well, yeah. yeah, take why don't you take us home, Alan? Well, no, well, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you guys go out there and find it. Uh, this one uh, was on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, I think it has all the other Batman films as well. If you want to watch them too, um, I think we forgot to mention. Oh no, on the last one, I think. Ugh, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, so yeah, check it out. It's on HBO Max. They're all there if you want to ha- uh, watch them. Uh, definitely tune in again for our other podcasts if you guys want to go ahead and throw them out there. Uh, Ariel. Yeah, I am. Um, I have a podcast called You've Never Seen, where I introduce people who have never seen movies that are considered a part of pop culture or cinematic history. Um, so the one that just came out, it should have come out, um, is uh, I introduced um, White Christmas to these two guys. We haven't recorded it yet, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time it yeah. will be out. So I don't yeah. know how it's going to go, but yeah. <laughs> It'll be out before this list. So, and then, um, yeah, my if you guys are listening to this by this time, um, my uh, the or around the, no, it won't be out yet. But coming up uh, will be on the fifteenth is going to be uh, I talked to somebody about um, the Americans, which is one of my favorite shows. Because um, I do a show called Gateway Episodes, where we watch an episode of a TV show and see if it's something you want to get into. Um, you know, the one before that, me and Alan talked about Hannibal. Um, me and Ariel are going to talk about Justified pretty soon. Um, so, yeah, check out Gateway episodes, and um, of course, you've never seen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you so much, you guys. And yeah, thank you guys out there for listening. We appreciate it. Please, you know, drop a like. Uh, go on our socials. Reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys. Let us know what's your favorite underrated Christmas film, or just anything in general. Like, uh, please provide recommendations so we can go out there and check them out ourselves. And yeah, well, other than that. Uh, Merry Christmas and take it easy. Happy holidays, everybody. Hi, thanks for being amazing. It's a fishy swell, sir.